Hi, I'm Bron. And I'm Charlotte. Charlotte is an actress who's become a dirty, dirty homeowner with her Hollywood money. And Bron is an arts producer who will be renting for the rest of her life. This is the podcast where we watch great Australian films and try to learn as much as we can about what makes a movie beloved. Welcome to At The Movies with Charlotte and Bron. Our guest today played every Australian millennial's dream bestie in iconic TV series Dance Academy and went on to become an AFI-nominated actor and a darling of the Australian indie film scene. He most recently starred in our favourite Australian film of the year so far, Of An Age, and I met him when we worked together on a series about an American summer camp which was shot entirely in Australia with an all all Australian (laughs) cast. Now I'm fucking up. Okay, please welcome my friend, Tom Green. Guys. I wonder if I know that I'm dancing right now. We are a big fan on this podcast of doing things that don't work for the podcast medium and then having to explain them afterwards. Cool. cool. It's good. Make sound effects as you dance. That's I'm going to be, helps. yeah. And I want people to know that I'm not wearing any pants right now. Yeah. Anyway. We're really are uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> In the Australian film scene. Every now and then. Like, yes. congratulations, yes. by the way. Yeah, Huge. actually, full full big congratulations yeah, yeah, on yeah. Of An Age. Was that an amazing film to make? Yeah, it was. It was, um, it was my first film in, I think, like, five years. Um, I hadn't worked for a long time, so uh, I kind of left the business and then I came back. And I always, like, after... You know when I was, like, that sort of, like... I don't know if renaissance is the right word, but you know when, like... Yeah. Like the Aussie industry started churning out, like um, like Dave Michaud came on the scene, and then yes. Justin Kurtzel and um, Ooh, this I is some real his, film stuff. We're name. getting into <laughs> some real <laughs> film but you stuff know, he now. Came out and they started making all this really like, and then he had Australian Gothic. This whole new genre came out. Yes, yeah, no, right? it, Australian Gothic is Charlotte. Just I'm, let him speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cooking here. Let me cook. <laughs> All right. I already hate myself. I really <laughs> let me continue to hate myself. <laughs> but you know when like all these cool like you know that we hadn't I hadn't seen anything like that since like remember I I don't want to say remember because we probably haven't seen it but Lantana with Anthony. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Have I you haven't seen, seen it? it. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Watch I remember watching it. that in high school in English class and I was like, this is a fucking really good film. Anyway, so I'm same. I haven't seen a lot of Aussie films. I started watching a lot of them like when I wasn't working. And I remember going like, oh, I would love to like work again in something like this, you know? Um, and yes. then uh, coincidentally as what happened was, is uh, I, I did it. I got asked to do a tape for this thing and I did it. And um, the, yeah, the, just, it sort of, it worked out and it was great. And shooting it was just the best time of my life. It was sort of um, got me back, I think, you know, thinking about acting in the future and which yeah. personally I'm very grateful for because mm. as I've said to you off the air as well, I think you're one of the most talented actors of our generation. No, thank you. <laughs> it sounds so bullshit, but I do think okay. it's a huge call, but I stand by it. So, <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, so I guess we should talk about the movie. Sure. 
The movie that we're talking about oh. today is... Reveal. It's going to be in the title of yeah, the episode. Yeah, people know. Uh, Australian classic. The Australian classic, The Castle. Yes. Which, when I messaged to ask if you wanted to come talk about this movie, you were like, absolutely. I said, yeah, I can come and talk trash for a bit about oh, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched it. So I don't remember the last time I'd... I have, this is an Australian film that I have mm. seen, but I couldn't remember the last time I'd seen it. And, and then I watched it last night and I was like, wait, this is not that I was surprised. I was like, this movie fucking holds up. Yeah. This is a good yeah. movie in every, it's, it's an hour and a half long. It's, there's nothing, it's not complicated. It sets it up, it knocks it down. Mm. I actually, I actually would argue that it is complicated. Okay. I've got some hot takes on the castle. Actually, I don't know if they're going to be that hot. I don't know. Of takes. I'm excited to should, find out. Should we do the synopsis Bron <laughs> yeah go I'm gonna I can't wait to do this synopsis you've got this um alright the castle I watched it two days ago and we opened <laughs> <laughs> the shake in your breath as you well, because inhale I think there's two versions this movie I remember this movie in two ways I remember the castle which is just about the family and I remember the castle which is about like the courts and it wasn't until I watched it again that I was like, oh, it's the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> do you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Though? Yeah, I do. I like, do. I actually forgot all the courts part of it, which see, is kind I, of the whole plot. Yeah, I only That's remember the That's where some the of the funniest part. part comes out, though. Agree. Yeah. It's Marbo. It's, it's the vibe. I don't need to just, just... We're talking about the castle, not how's moving castle. Oh, shit. Yeah. I should have made I, that clear. I, 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 <laughs> oh, I think I need what? to go now. I'm sure that all your research into Howl's yeah. Moving Castle is going to be super relevant. I have all these Studio Ghibli notes. They're all in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> really... Okay, wait a second. Yes, so the is, castle. It is the Australian Stephen castle. Curry. Yeah, okay, it's an Australian go on. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we open. Um, Dale, the youngest son, is like, welcome to me. And Could I say to, as oh. well that as, we were, as I was watching this movie last night, the main stress that I had was there are so many characters with so many names and I'm going to have to remember actors' names as well and it's just not going to happen. That never happens. What are I you ne- worried about? Well, <laughs> no I've, one I've, has grown to expect that of you. I've been wanting to get better at it. Oh. Being like, oh yeah, played by iconic Australian actor. And I last night I was like, I'm just not even going to try. Anyway, continue. Dale. <laughs> Dale is introducing us to his family. It's beautiful. They're rambunctious. They're a working class Australian family in the early 90s. 97. Late 90s. I thought it was earlier than that. Do you think it's set earlier than that? Yeah, That's when it's made, but I don't know. Anyway, um, you know, they're a... I wanted to say they're a... um, Like a typical family, but they're not really. They're They're a working working class... Melbourne, outer suburbs of Melbourne family. Yeah. That live close I... to the airport. So close that you can walk home <laughs> from the airport. I really liked that gag. <laughs> I, um, okay, I have so many things to interrupt you with. I know. And I'm trying to keep it together. But in terms of, like, typical Australian family, I do think it is a typical Australian family. Because, firstly, re-watching it last night with Baden, I was like, he and I were both like, this is his family. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, this is his, this is his mum, this is his dad, like, this is his family. But then also I was like, the house that they shot in, did you know trivia, was in Strathmore. Oh, that's Which is where you... I grew up. So then I was like, well, I relate to this. <laughs> it's funny because, like, I, I definitely feel there's similarities between my family as well and them, but only because we grew up on the castle and our entire life became 
quoting the castle. Yeah, so it's like art imitating day, life or life imitating, imitating art. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so I like, think it's not typical, but it is a fair, it's the kind of Australianism that we were like, yeah, we're like that. Yeah, yeah that's us. It is funny. It's that so it... warm and like, they're such a nice family and they're so low key. I don't know. It's I, simple things. It also does, I think, a great job of being like, a, oh, you can't blow your nose on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not blowing my nose, Charlotte. What are you talking about? I've leaned away from the microphone and. Um, I feel like they do a really good job of making like it's like a working class family. It's a white family. I was thinking I'm I'm getting so off track from your synopsis because this is my big question. (laughs) No, I'm saving it. What? Oh my my god! You can't do that. Okay, it is a story of. Okay, we often talk about representation when we're doing this podcast. I think it's an irrelevant like conversation for this film because this is about a white... Mm. This movie is about white people. Right. Like, I, I think it is necessarily about white people. Having said that, do you think that the movie The Castle is an ally? Yes. An ally? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that, you're right, that was the right response. <laughs> Ron knows me well enough to understand the question. What are we I'm... talking about? Like, like the it is okay, like you go. like when we're thinking about like when we're looking at this film through like a contemporary progressive lens. Oh my god! Would we call the castle an ally? There are some movies about white people where you're like, oh, this is just about white people, and right. there are some movies about white people that acknowledge the existence of other people in a way that you're like, Thanks. this is good. Okay. I think that the whole movie is. An ally. <laughs> I think that the movie is made in order to be an ally. That's my hot take. She's read a. She's read an article. No, I haven't. This is <laughs> no. my own. I'm putting my pants back on. This is my own. <laughs> this is my own opinion. Is that the castle she's so was proud made? Of it too, which is a real turn The castle was made as propaganda. Oh my god. <laughs> the castle is propaganda to explain to the Australian everyman why. The Marbo decision is good. Charlotte, I read this article too. No, so I nice didn't try. read it. I didn't read it as an article. I thought about myself. Then I Googled it to see if anyone else had had the same hot take. I think I need to like watch it again. I haven't seen it in Okay, so in let me do a minute. synopsis. We'll do that the synopsis will, then and Tom then can be will, more yeah, involved yeah, yeah. Okay, and you right. can get okay. off your high horse. Okay. I'm not on my high horse. Right. I'm just, I just have a hot take. Is an ally. Okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> So we meet this family. They're delightful. Um, the, you know, the oldest son, well, he's in jail. But what family doesn't have its ups and downs? Quirks. Um, the daughter is the, you know, the prize of the family. She's a hairdresser. She's the most educated of them all. She's married to Eric Banner. Our Eric Banner. Our Eric yeah. Banner. He does a very good, dumb He's so 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> then we have... I don't remember. You're really going to go through every name. character. Then there's the other son who loves the trading post. Well, because, you know, this is the it's nice important. bit. This is the fun bit. Yeah. Um, and then you have Dale, who's the youngest, who, like, loves his family, thinks they're perfect. There's no – maybe something that's so um, appealing about it is, like, there's no – they don't want for anything. Yes. Like, they're obviously, you know, lo- working class and – they're shown as poor, but they don't want for anything. They're very proud of those yeah. things. The spin the dad has on their lifestyle is, like, so heartwarming. Yeah, it's like every single thing in their life is the best it could possibly be. Yeah. The food is perfect. Yeah. The They're house very is content. Per- yes. Yes, it's 
really nice. I know. I want to be more like that. Yeah, me, I wish you were more like that. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Shots fired. So nice. <laughs> they get a letter in the mail one day, and it's bad news. Everyone in the street, the houses are all getting bought. What's the word they use? Acquired? Yeah, like. Um, I don't know. I didn't look. Yeah, acquired. And they are like, wait, what? No, this is our home. You can't get rid of us. Everyone in the street is upset. And then they go, the dad, the heart of the film, goes to his like only lawyer friend he knows who's a real like loose guy. (laughs) Dennis Denudo. Dennis Denudo. To be like, let's take it to the courts. Dennis really... He's doesn't know. What he's wait, pessimistic. I'm sorry. I need, I need to cut in one second because if anyone hasn't seen it, you need to know why the houses were being acquired. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah will yeah, you yeah. jump in? Well, it's to it's to extend the airport, of right? Of course, That's right. So the airport that they live right next door to is about to be, um, is about to be. Uh, they're going to make it bigger. Expanded. Expanded. That's the word I'm looking this, for. Yeah. This goes to the state. This goes to federal level. This, this goes is... to the highest levels of mm. the courts. I also feel like watching this last night. I was like, this is the pace that a movie should be. Mm, it is it's so straightforward it's an hour and a half long and it really is like the opening is like hey here's i'm gonna tell you a story here are all the characters here's how we all relate to each other now the thing's happening like i want to just i just want to throw back to earlier like not that much not that long ago when i said it's really straightforward and you said no it's complicated (laughs) (laughs) i didn't mean that the plot was complicated i meant that the film was complicated (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm sorry well i should have made sure i should have made it more clear what i was talking about you should have you should have but that's okay next time yeah next time i'll know i'm learning um and then (laughs) so what follows is a ongoing battle with the legal system in australia to try and help this family keep their home not just the family but all of their neighbors to sort of prove to the australian legal system maybe um that (laughs) doing great thank you um that you know that every man should have a voice (laughs) that your home can't be bought out from underneath you and that you a have man's power. home is, is his, his castle. castle. Thanks, everybody. We got there. <laughs> and that is actually the name of the and that's the movie name of the that movie. we're talking about. The castle. Hal's moving castle. Hal's moving castle. <laughs> a man's home is his house moving <laughs> castle. I want to give you guys some numbers. Good. Okay. I want to give you some letters. Once you've done with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get your letters ready. I got some numbers for you. Okay. So, do you guys remember how much they offered to buy the the house? The airport offers to buy their house for. I mean, I watched it recently. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I found a house on the market on realestate.com that is literally next door to the airport. Oh. Like, as in, like, next to the... Like, it would have been as close to the airport as the castle house is. Walking distance. A a walking distance. Yes. Like, the fence next to the house is the fence beside the airport. Are you talking about a house next to the same airport in the same area? Next to Tullamarine Airport, yes. Oh, okay. Like, the the exact spot that the house is. Inflation. Um, Inflation for sure, but that's a lot of inflation over 20 years. Yeah, but my, I'm not shocked by that. I'm just thinking my parents, you know, I'm from New South Wales. My parents bought a house that was across the road from a rubbish dump for 400000 And it's now worth, because the rubbish dump was eventually turned into a golf course. And it's oh five minutes gosh. from the beach. So you have to think about inflation and then obviously the rising market stuff, sure, right? Sure. It's now, it's in the millions. Yeah, mm. But next to a dump back in, we're, we're talking here, 
1986 yeah, wow. was for 400000 That's wild. Yeah. But I suppose also, I mean, yeah, now that you say that, actually, I'm thinking 70000 seems like not enough money in the in the 90s for a no, house. No. Even if it was next to an it airport. It was a pittance. Yeah. That's part of the plot, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Maybe then my whole, I wrote down a lot of figures for houses for this episode. Are you okay. interested in the other ones? I don't know. That one really Why don't you give us, why don't you give that us. That one fell flat. Yeah. <laughs> two more. I was like, can you believe it? And you guys were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, next question. That tracks. But the thing is, I think that, that we're painted this picture of like the working class and like they have this whole thing when they have to move where they're like, with this amount of money, we're only going to be able to afford a two bedroom flat in the city. And it's like, imagine buying a two-bedroom flat in the city for $70,000. It's like they have, they own their home in close to the city. They have a holiday house in Bonnie Doon that's now, like, that is upper class. (laughs) These days they'd be real rich. It's pretty crazy. I feel like I definitely... But again, these days it costs so much more. Yeah. Our parents' generation had a different baby. I don't know if I'm the first person to break that to you. <laughs> and I'm so sorry if that's I the case. I can't believe it. I really watched The Castle and I was like, geez, things have changed. <laughs> things have changed around the here. The poor people have become the rich the... people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things have changed. It's not even just the haircuts. No. no. Other things. Economics. Yeah, economics. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> not me. Okay, hold on. See what, oh yeah, do you want some more numbers? Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, but these we don't ones, have a choice. Wait, these She's ones very aren't close real. She says these this. ones. Yeah. These ones aren't real estate numbers. These ones are budget numbers. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, how many <laughs> how many days do you think it took to shoot this movie? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was shot pretty quickly. It was shot pretty quickly. I'm gonna say four weeks. Eleven days. No fucking Can way. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that? And in fact, four weeks. The film apparently took five weeks from its original conception to its final cut. Okay, but can I, can I, there's, I remember hearing this rumor and I actually went to research it last night, didn't get a clear answer. Yes. But apparently, from what I was told, the castle was made to fund the dish. Yes. Oh. Which is Rob Stitch's next Next film. Yeah, his next film, which also did well with Sam Neill. But... I was looking about uh, looking up last night and I couldn't get a clear answer, but I remember hearing that for years that that is why Castle was made. That's so clever. And, it and actually I've never did... thought about making a film to fund a film. Yeah, but and, and then you think about it, and you're like, really, did they make enough money? And they did because I was yeah. reading about it last night. And they were saying like the the numbers that they made, the mo- the money they made at the box office was crazy, and it was up Especially there with like compared... people were comparing it to like Australia's the, when the Full Monty full came Monty, out yeah. in the UK. They were saying oh. how popular that was. It's iconic. Yeah. Because the castle is held in the same regard. And it's funny because I do, I mean, the dish is certainly a classic. People love that mm. film, but it has have it you never seen the reached dish the height. I have, but it was a really long time yeah, ago. I don't really too. remember what it's about. Me either. For some <laughs> I reason, I thought it. Dan Aykroyd was like, so did I. Wait, I thought that too. Did Why? you really? I don't know because I looked it up last night and it wasn't no, him. In fact, the guy, Long. it was like a guy from, who was it? Well, I, if it's who I think you're thinking it is, it's Sam Young and Tom Long. Who do you think is Dan Aykroyd? Wait, wait a second. Let me ask you this. Who do I think who's Dan Aykroyd is in the movie or as a person? <laughs> I'd like both, Who do you please. think is Dan Aykroyd? The guy down the road I just saw at 7-Eleven. That guy's Dan Aykroyd, right? Welcome to At The Movies where we answer the question, who is Dan, Dan Aykroyd? Aykroyd? And where is Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, if you're listening right now, please reach out. Tell us where you are. Yeah. Also, Remedy Kombucha. If, if you're, you're listening, listening right, right now, now, we need kombucha. 
Hold on. Sorry, Tom. Charlotte needs kombucha. I to be clear, I don't have any use for kombucha. We don't have any sponsors, but we are trying to get Remedy Kombucha to sponsor us because Baden drinks so much Remedy Kombucha that we can't afford groceries anymore. <laughs> and I'm really hoping they might send us some free product. I love Remedy Kombucha. It's tangy. It's I don't drink kombucha. What does kombucha taste like? Ah, uh, fizzy. It's fizzy. <laughs> it's tangy. Oh, I don't like. Mm, Wait, yeah. do you want to do a Remedy Kombucha ad for us? Um. Don't feel like you have to. No, Remedy do it. Remedy Kombucha. Leave it to the experts. <gasps> oh, that's a good tagline. Is that good? Yeah, that was I like that. Remedy Kombucha. That'll put some fucking hair on your chest. Ooh, ooh that's that good. That one's for the women. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. nice. Having a slap can on you, the pokies. Can you get the queer community? Can <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. the, the pink, oh, what yeah. is it? The, the can you rainbow wash dollar it? to yeah. pride Anything about rainbow, rainbow dollar? Fuck. <laughs> I, clearly I don't. <laughs> There's anything we've established on this podcast is that I don't know anything, anything. about gay. <laughs> anyway, back to Dan Ackway. So. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was the rumor I heard. Not about Remedy Kombucha. <laughs> that the, it was made to fund the dish, and I don't know if that's true. But I no, love that rumor. I love it too, and I feel I'm gonna like keep saying it so it continues. And cool. as as an exercise of us learning about films in order to make a film, mm. I do think that's a big lesson to take home. Mm. Like, make a film to fund a film. This oh. film, this film cost the castle. I should say this film, like the one we're making right now. <laughs> the castle cost fifty thousand dollars to make. No that's way. That's nothing. Imagine. Like I actually can't win? imagine. No. Well, who funded? Who was the? So who was the production company? It was Working, Working Dog Productions. Dog. Okay, they, and they did the dish as well. Yeah, that's right. And, that's and, the whole like frontline yeah. crew. And who? Where did the? Can you, did you find out where all the, the money came I from? I didn't find out where the money came from, but I I'm sort of like fifty thousand. I didn't see any like Screen Australia like stamps or or like Australia film stamps mm. on the credits. Did you say fifty thousand or fifty? I thought 000. it was five hundred thousand. I read fifty thousand. I but think you should. And I read five thousand. <laughs> and whoever Between gets closest us. wins the jar of jelly beans. I'm gonna look it up. The castle budget is a really good chance that i've missed a yeah zero. i've written down budget seven hundred and fifty thousand. okay hold on five i had five hundred okay, no, no, no 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 hold on hold on it says here budget seven hundred and fifty thousand. i'm on the wikipedia page for the numbers in guys the, she's not really good at no numbers. hear me out in the little like grid bit you know on wikipedia yep. how you've got a little grid oh, it says budget seven hundred fifty thousand. in the first paragraph of the wikipedia article it says shot in 11 days on a budget of approximately fifty thousand dollars here's what i think i think that they made it for 50 grand and then like their distribution and like publicity and stuff maybe seven hundred thousand dollars no, no. seven hundred thousand okay seven fifty there's no way it cost them no well michael caton got paid three thousand dollars oh my god wow. and remember shot in 11 days yeah i'm kind of yeah. like i believe that you could have made it for 50 grand they, I think I read that the the Canberra stuff they shot in half a day. Mm. Like they just took those casts and they didn't. The they just shot it's the only the exterior. exterior. Yeah, yeah. And the rest is just like in the house. And I think they did and half Sydney a day. Road. Body doom. Shout and out Sydney to Brunswick Town Hall. <laughs> yes. Really? Is that what they yeah, shot? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That was a fun thing about the rewatch. Actually, was being mm. like, oh, this is so familiar. Every location here is so familiar. Yeah. Just the geography of it mm. is so comforting. Do you in your little numbers portal? Mm. 
Um, is there anything about, because I think this, it's so, as an Australian watching it, I'm like, oh my God, every bit of it I love. It, did it have a good international? Sort of. Mm. So I don't have a numbers portal. I don't know any numbers. <laughs> I don't have oh, any. Oh, you don't have, oh, all of a sudden she doesn't have a numbers portal. <laughs> all of a portal. sudden I don't do numbers. <laughs> Hang on a second, numbers lady. Well, what did you find out about? What I found out was it did somewhat well in America and the UK, but they did have to change some things. Like they had to change, apparently they changed watching um, Saturday, uh, what's the show? Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. They changed it to like funniest home videos and like, oh, they had, which is so upsetting to yeah, me, even though so it's not dumb. as big of a plot. And it plot. doesn't, it's not a plot no. point. Yeah. But they also keep the line gong in red. Which oh. I'd love to know what the international audience thought that <laughs> That's meant. Funniest home video. <laughs> in relation to funniest home videos. Gone in red. They did try to release it in non English speaking countries in Europe and Asia and it did not Oh my do well. god. They did not I like do it not want to watch a dubbed like version. It. No. <laughs> I rewatched the I, I rewatched. I watched the Margaret and David at the movies review of the castle, the their original oh, review. Wow. Which is pretty fun because Yes, I just remembered I read a bit of it. What did they, <laughs> and I what did they say? Well, Margaret, you know how the format of it yeah, of course, is like, yeah. so Margaret is the one that does the main review mm. and she loves it. Um, David didn't like it. David hates it, gives it half a star. He oh. doesn't think it's funny. He doesn't oh get it at God. all. Oh my God, David. But Come on, Dave. I, I think he'd be eating his hat now. He oh, is. Yeah. He has since said, like, okay. yeah, I was an idiot. I didn't get it. And it's like, easy for you to say now, now mm. that everyone's like, you loves it. But he, his complaint about it was that he felt like the film was laughing at the characters. But I really don't think the castle is laughing at them. I, you know what, though? I, I really don't know if I agree with that, like idea when you're like watching something and people going like i don't like it because it laughs at the characters right, right. it's like of course you're fucking laughing at them like yes like we're, that's, give, it's we're, a comedy. Sh- we're showing yeah. you we are we're th- putting a mirror up against you know it's satire Australia. exactly right so yeah. why is that a bad thing you know and i know it's been like you should respect characters and stuff like that but they're caricatures yeah. but like they still they want for nothing and i think that because they uh, don't see themselves as lesser than, we also are like, yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Both things can be true at the same time. Like, you can be laughing at them, but also love them. Rooting yeah. for them. Yeah, rooting for them. I reckon that's, that stuff comes out of, like, almost people are uncomfortable because it hits too close to home. Sure, you know? sure. It's like, actually, it happened in Ovenage. They said, some, someone said in Ovenage, um, Goran was telling me that he heard someone say something about um, the character of Ebony was, uh, you know, that he said was punching down on Australians. Oh. And um, also punching down on, uh, you know, gay men and all this kind In of stuff. What, what, and how? I was like, what? And we were all like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, oh, you know, like kind of mocking Australians because they go on a, you know, Ebony mentions going on a holiday to Bali or something like that. And, you know, it's all, you know, like mocking, mocking Australians. It's like not mocking Australians. This is actual conversation. Yeah, about it's kind of like yeah. locating Australians in their yeah. context. Yeah, and someone was like, anyway. That is so, so it's interesting to see this sort of like coming up again. Mm. Do you think that that attitude comes out of this? So you're saying like, oh, it hits too close to home. I actually wonder if it's the opposite. I think when, for the castle anyway, and yeah. maybe for in similar ways for of an age, it's like if it does hit close to home, it's like you get it. And if you're totally removed from like that part of Australian culture, people. it's almost like people get a bit too like prim and proper about like, 
oh, well, I don't want to be punchy. Like, you get... I think about someone like David Stratton. Bless him. An icon. Like, obvious. Yeah. We hope to have him as a guest one day. <laughs> <laughs> David Stratton. <laughs> David is actually in the room right now. Wait, is he in alive? We'll talk about... Dead. We've had this, talk- we had this conversation before. What? Is he dead? We. I can't remember, but we did Google. So, well, what are you... Oh, we've oh. had this conversation before. <laughs> well, be I surprise. feel bad that we don't remember if he's dead or alive. <laughs> We could cut this out, but I do want to know if he's I'm dead or find alive. Out. You should keep going on your zone. So I'm off on my zone. Yeah. David Stratton, I want. He does seem like the sort of person that maybe ha- did not grow up in the working class or around working class people, yeah. and that would look at it and be like, "I'm not sure if I'm allowed to laugh at this, so right. I'm going to say it's not funny." Okay. I wonder if it's a that similar thing sense. with an age, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe. Because when I, you know, uh, we were saying like, "What they're mocking because people go to Bali," like. Growing up, every single person Goes went to, to Bali. Bali. And yeah. maybe if you were someone who never went to Bali, you'd be like, that's a stereotype. Yeah, exactly like, right. And it's maybe like, you're right. Well, but maybe that's well, what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happens. Um, so David Stratton is alive. Oh, but I God. do remember doing this exact same thing last time because when you Google David Stratton, the first thing that comes up is David Stratton obituary, which is... <laughs> Which fills you That's with confusing. dread, That's right. but confusing. then when you go further, it's not it's not him. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different David Stratton. <laughs> There's a more famous David Stratton who's dead. Who is dead? Um, but our beloved David Stratton is 83 years old. Do you have a favorite bit of the movie? Oh yeah, I do. So I grew up in a huge family, right? Sitting on the table. How huge? I want to know how huge. One of ten kids. Whoa, that is really huge. So two are huge. adopted. Eight are blood related. Eight That's are, eight amazing. Eight are blood related. Or eight are, yeah. Bronze and is then, very uh, excited. Uh, you just but I remember, ventilating I still remember growing up and like us eating dinner on the table. My dad going, how good is this? <laughs> what do we call this show? Chick Kiev. Yeah. Why would you go out to a restaurant where you can eat a meal just like this at home? I eat like kings. Um, <laughs> that was definitely every single night at the mm, table, and I'm not even so I'm not even exaggerating. Beautiful. Every single night, my dad would say that's that, even if he was in a energy. shitty mood. It's funny how much it sort of took over how we speak in our family. Like even mm. last week, right? I still use a, a, a line from the castle. And this was last week before I knew I was coming here to talk to you guys. But I was I got my my niece. What are you talking about? We've booked you a month in advance, as any professional podcast Charlotte, would do. Charlotte, no, no you didn't. No, Truth you didn't. is important. I, I was talking to my my sister in law, and I said, "Oh, can I have um my niece is eight years old. Can I get her number? Because I heard she hurt her, her arm at netball today. I want to message her, you know. So I messaged her, and I was expecting because we get along so well, you know. When I go visit, I messaged her and said, "Hey, um, I heard you broke your arm. What happened? Oh, and she writes back." Broke it. And I was like, <laughs> I heard how. Netball. I took a screenshot of that conversation. I sent it to my sister-in-law and I said, me and she my niece, me. we could just talk for hours. <laughs> I think this movie does just, I, there's something about, there's a lot of Australian content that has a lot of cultural cringe. And there's something about this where you're like, yeah, this is what we're like. Yeah, yeah we do hate the big guy. Yeah, yeah we yeah, can yeah. do it. I don't know. It wait, is so Australian. Wait, no, you can do it. You gotta, you gotta do this. You gotta go. Yeah. It's a really, it's quite a David versus Goliath story, isn't it? I agree. It is David versus Goliath. It really Goliath. is. It's the little man. And we only like well, him. I disagree. I thought that it wasn't funny. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, right? I don't know if I ever hear... Just on that, I don't know mm. if I ever hear that from other countries. Maybe the UK. Mm. Yeah. You get it a lot in Australia. You mm. get a shitload in Australia. Cultural cringe, right? Mm. For sure, for sure. Who's the? Let me. I'm just going through my head. Like, who's in it? Who is the? Who plays the daughter? 
Because you have because she's Banner, also in Muriel's wedding. You got Michael mm. Keaton, you got Stephen Curry, you got Wayne Hope. Yes, um, it's such a who's who. Also, the the first, not the lawyer for the case, but the lawyer the that comes in and one. gives the offer. Yeah, the and he that's um, that's um, it's not Jack Thompson. That's it's, um, um, that's that's. <laughs> hold on, I've got that's, it. I've got that's, it, it's, it's, that's, it's 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 Brian Door from okay. Clark and Door, who oh, was that political oh. duo that did the that did like parody not that satirical i don't know political shit i don't know she nailed it <laughs> she stuck the land how'd that go <laughs> will we leave that in um sophie lee is her name mm. who plays mm-hmm. tracy kerrigan yeah. and she was also in muriel's wedding she's married to mick malloy in real life her character is married to mick malloy also the, the character <laughs> she was in boot men Oh, Adam, Adam Garcia. Adam Garcia. Wow. My sister loved that movie. I love that movie. And also my mum took me to see Tap Dogs, the stage show that Bootman is based yep. off. Sam Worthington and was in what? was in um Bootman from Will memory. You come back for Bootman. Is he a tap dancer? Yeah. No, oh my gosh. No, you think... should come back because you're a dancer. <gasps> Please, Please come back for Bootman. Come back for Bootman. Why won't you come back for Bootman? Bootman. She she used to have the poster. Please come and do Bootman, please, won't you? Won't you? Um, he won't say yes. He's withholding. He keeps doing a bit, but he I, won't I've, say no, yes. No, because I've seen it. I've seen it, and I really, I, I, I think I need to watch it again. It's been, on, it's been a minute. You hate Bootman. What I'm oh getting God, from this exchange is you hate <laughs> Bootman, and you're not committing. I'm not so. <gasps> I can see the headline tomorrow. Tom Green denounces Bootman. Worst Tom Australian Green film ever made. Slams. Slanders. I'm yeah. going to go get a comment from our mate, Adam <laughs> Adam, how do you feel about Tom Green slandering? Who? <laughs> okay, I... Now, we are at the time of the podcast for me to talk about why the castle is an ally. Oh, God <laughs> Am I able to step out? As <laughs> yeah, you need a bathroom break. <laughs> but I do think this is interesting because I actually had never... You're right, I did read an article. But <laughs> because I was like, is this real? Like, are we just putting a lens on this in retrospect? Or is this kind of on purpose? Where it does feel like he has he has really pointed speeches. I mean, that speech that he gives in the pool room where he's like... A house isn't a house, it's a home. It's full of memories. Like, you can't just, like, tell us to move somewhere else. Like, this means more than money can mean. You can't just throw money at me and and make me feel okay about moving away from the place that I built my story around. Mm. Now I know how, I think he says, now I know how the Aborigines feel. He does say that. Which yeah. is not, like, no, but also but it's like, like... He is just trying to directly correlate. Yeah, that feels so pointed to me now, this idea of trying to... basically create an allegory that the wider Australian population would understand for, like, why returning land to First Nations is important. Or even just stopping taking it in the first place. Yes, in the first Mm. place. No matter how much money you're giving. Mm -hmm. Like, it does feel like a really... It doesn't feel like it's an accident. No, and I also think they don't make. They are direct with it, but if they'd made it, made it more Heavy-handed. like this show is a, this film is about this, mm. you'd never get that message across. It. It'd be interesting this if you watch an interview with with is it Rob Sitch? Is that his well, name? Well, they kind yeah. of did no interviews. It seemed like yeah. like on purpose. It would be interesting to see if that was 
well, where he was coming from. We, we, I say we like we've done this together. We haven't. We've done it separately, but I already know that we've gone on the exact same Google <laughs> train. But like, they purposefully, I think, have never really talked about what their intentions were. They've, they've talked a little bit about budget and production, but the none of the producers have ever done any kind of interview about what their intention was for the story, how people are meant to feel about the mm. characters, let alone whether or not it was a comment on, mm. like... I love that, though. Yeah, me I too. really love that. And I wonder if it's because they obviously didn't... But it's funny, if you go back to that rumor about if they're using it to fund the dish, mm. the plan was to make money. Yeah. But it almost seems like it was made... Just because they just because they could, it was like it was yeah. like a bunch of friends who had a funny story they wanted to tell, and usually nine times out of ten, that's not done to make money. Mm-hmm. Right. It's wild to think that how much the being economical must have been a factor in what story they told and how they told it, mm-hmm. given how high the quality is. Like mm-hmm. the storytelling mm-hmm. is so good, the characters are so well rounded. It's the pacing, like the the structure of the film is airtight Mm. and it is so warm and classic and wonderful and there are so many different ways that you can read into what the story is supposed to be Mm. which most like massive budget films never ever achieve something like that like what a huge feat 11 days you make a film that is that enduring Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty 11 days good. and you've got people still quoting it in 2023. Yeah. What year was it made? 97? 97. Yeah, like it became embedded in mm. how people, how families talked to like each 29 other. years ago. Yeah. Like tell him he's dreaming is said in my yeah. household. How's the, the serenity? How's the serenity? You literally I can't arrive yeah. at a holiday without saying <laughs> how's, the, how's the, serenity? the serenity. I think it's actually it's a new law that passed. That yeah. is true. They yeah. come yeah. for you. They will come for you. I have my mate, yeah. Bradley. Actually, Dan Aykroyd. That's why we can't find him. <laughs> he actually didn't say it. Too much arrested. serenity. Yeah. And Dave Stratton. That's why they thought he was dead. <laughs> Luckily, he said it. Quickly. Luckily, he said it real Put him far. back. But they forgot to take the obituary but, down. Um, you got to take it seriously out here. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Bron. What did you learn? What... Lesson did you mm. learn about filmmaking? Are you checking your notes right now? No, did you what, write what down do you what your lesson was <laughs> about filmmaking from the castle? Wow. Well, I learned things during this podcast that you can make a film to make a film. Love yeah. that. Love that as a concept. That was going to be my lesson. Sucked in. You asked me first <laughs> and I get to steal them. Um, but you did just do a big roundup of like what makes this movie great. It is such an Australian classic. And it's also nice to think as... Um, an emerging film producer that it's like you don't have to go big budget for something to be long lasting. Mm-hmm. You do just have to make a fucking airtight. <laughs> yeah, it just has to be a perfect just has to be story, a perfect populated film. by perfect characters. And, <laughs> and make it on a shoestring budget. Right? Okay, there it's we go. It's not that hard. We've got the parameters. If, I'm, if I was looking at it from a filmmaking perspective, it's like you really got to have how your characters see the world because that's the what made... That's yeah. what that's made... If they, weren't, if they were too switched on... This story wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it would be a completely different, completely movie. different story. It wouldn't, yeah. have, been, it wouldn't, have, been, it wouldn't have been a comedy. No, no, yeah, no. But no. Also it would have been a drama. <laughs> <laughs> because I rewatched that Margaret and David review, one of the things she she loves the movie and she talks, she says all the things that we just said. The only criticism she has is she, is that uh, she's like the direction and the cinematography are not that good, which I find so 
interesting. Mm. Mm. Now, well, firstly with direction, it's like, well, it's a perfect film. So whose responsibility is that? <laughs> like, I feel like the director probably did a pretty good job then. Um, but also the cinematography, A, obviously they were on a budget and time constraints. So a yeah. lot of those shots are just like, how do we get this done in the least amount of time possible? Can we get this whole scene done with one setup on sticks? But then also, I don't know, it's very simplistic, which matches with the, of, yeah. Yeah, you're not with the vibe any, of the yeah. film. And it also is kind of iconic. Like the that opening shot, that just like straight on, like almost like mugshot style <laughs> of, um, of, Dale. of Dale is so iconic yeah. and like such a that is a, a mm. style that mm. feels yeah. so recognizable and like that's what good cinematography is right mm. i mean it's that sort of straightforward filmmaking <laughs> that yeah. makes me love the castle and i've always said it's a straightforward film <laughs> always said, i've heard you say it a million times i've heard you say that i always say how very straightforward it is <laughs> <laughs>